0: forever (laughs) canon the podcast where don't you can't just silently turn from laughing to serious face nobody can see that but me and you're ruining the take the podcast (laughs) where we talk about the chiss several times for no reason all caps yep for no reason at all i'm justin i'm tim and this week on Forever Canon, we're going to talk about New Jedi Order Book 3, Dark Tide 2, Ruin by Michael A. Stackpole, chapters 13 through 16. And guess what? This book's heating up. These chapters are getting good, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just want to reiterate one more time. This book is a massive improvement over the previous one. Mm-hmm. The nameless, faceless Yuzhan Vong was Cuckapoo Poo Poo. Yeah, And having main characters of this story be villains that we get insight into makes it just leaps and bounds astronomically better. For anyone writing a book, give your villains depth. It's hey man, helpful. Specifics. Yeah. Motivation. Details. Depth. Not just... I don't know. Reptite slaves. Running. Okay, whatever. <laughs> we're not on... We're, we're, uh, we're talking about chapters 13 and 16 of a completely different book, Tim. Mm-hmm. But first... Bum-bum-bum. Previously, on Forever Cannon. Shadow Shai greets Senator Elagos with the embrace. Three Jedi fake their deaths for spies' sake. Luke seeks advice from repentant war criminal. Anakin chats with Chalco, and old Gil moves the moths. Mm -hmm. what was up last time. You think it's easy to succinctly parse 40 pages into four small sentences? Yes. Because not often does a lot happen in a single chapter. (laughs) But come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah,
1: no, I'm always impressed with it, especially... That's
0: fun. Listen to uh, me slapping my own back here. After
1: our our breakdown of the last four chapters, it um, <laughs> took a minute.
0: Um, we got sidetracked a lot in the last episode. But you know what? That's not great gonna stories. Ha- that's not going to happen now. We've only gotten sidetracked for two hours before we started, ten minutes before we started again, and now here we are. Yeah, we got it out of the way. Chapter 13. Jaina gets called into the principal's office. Mm-hmm so to speak where rogue leader gavin darklighter don't forget his cousin is in the movies bigs darklighter yeah come on he's in the movies he's dark haired man who gives luke skywalker a hug intergenerational connective tissue aha mm. i got <laughs> i got i got something interesting <laughs> connective tissue but i think that's cool right like yeah That's the kind of thing that this whole Star Wars expanded. Oh, God, we're not getting sidetracked already. I haven't even barely looked at my page. This is what the whole expanded universe. Okay, and also checking the mics, everything's recording. This is what the entire expanded universe is built upon. The fact that the people that you see in those movies that you liked, there's an entire life happening. Yeah. Go check in on it. There's cool stories. So here we are
1: checking in on it.
0: the cousin of the guy who gives Luke a hug calling Luke's niece into his office because now they're both in Rogue Squadron just saying like these are fun connections over time that that's what that's oh man that's what I love about this that's what I love about these books that's what I love about this podcast and like this whole collection of things I love a big living universe. I love connected stories. I Mm -hmm. love everything mattering in some small way, somewhere down the line. Yeah. I love that. It's fantastic. It's what makes me terrified to open up Elantris to be quite honest (laughs) and dive into the Cosmere. Brandon Sanderson is an animal dude. i watched a YouTube video, I guess a few weeks ago now, a month ago now he secretly wrote four books in the last two years. That weren't scheduled or or like demanded by his publishers. This is what he did with his free time during the pandemic. He doesn't write small books. He writes giant books. Three of these four secret books that he wrote are all connected to his entire monster universe. And I'm just like, what time am I ever going to have to even open up this first book? <laughs> that sounds exactly like your type of book yeah man yeah that's what i loved about the wheel of time that created its own little interconnected universe through generational time instead of places Mm -hmm. but man i love the expanded universe for stuff like this gavin darklighter says jaina solo come step into my office and listen i would have kept jason's fake death a secret from you no matter what
1: yeah, those she, were orders. Yeah, she feels a little betrayed by him because a of little, that. she
0: gets mad.
1: She gets actually She's mad,
0: thinking things like, "quote I'm a Jedi," and quote, "The New Republic owes me." Yeah, what girl? What? Yeah, quickly, quickly settles her hot head down. Mm-hmm. This is showing us how Jaina reacts to things, and then how she parses information into action. Yeah. She turns this reaction of, what? You can't. How would you? How dare you not tell me? But then she manages to calm down and overcome that initial selfishness, right? And lands on, I'm a pilot first. And my parents earned all that stuff from the New Republic. Yeah. My family did. Not me. Yeah. I've barely done anything. The yet.
1: galaxy doesn't owe me anything. I
0: need to get out there and earn it from specifically the New Republic. Yeah. Hot-headed. But in the end, rational. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Gavin says, "This whole thing, also this whole faking deaths and everybody being left out, even in, including myself, and because you know he—that's the whole point. He said I didn't know, but even if I did, I wouldn't have told you. Which yeah. is why are you calling her in your, in your, into your office to tell her that, <laughs> that doesn't?" <laughs> Hey, I didn't know that secret, but if I would have, I wouldn't have told you. Bye. What (laughs) What was the purpose of this? The purpose, I guess, is to also explain this bigger idea that. This is a message from the leadership of the New Republic military. Everybody's equal. Everybody is going to be expected to make sacrifices and they will be made. Yeah. No special treatment. You stole the words right out of my mouth, you sneaky <laughs> son of a, you, you took a great dragon.
1: You, you took a quick second there to yeah, take a allow breath. me to breathe <laughs> in the middle of my <laughs> sentence. So I got you. Sniper.
0: Yeah. Colin McCausland out here stealing breakaways from Kim Cox. That's for you, Trevor. I know you're listening eventually. And now that everyone in the
1: military knows it's. It, because she, I'm sure she was treated, and it says in the book that she's treated kind of like a, oh, she thinks she's special or she's special. And now everyone in the military knows, no, she's no different.
0: Right. Apparently this just gets that message across every Because, of course, you know, whether or not she deserves it, mm-hmm. she's the president's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, like, some people are going to look down on her with a certain amount of disdain thinking... You haven't you've you haven't earned what you have. You've been given more of what yeah. you have than you
1: have earned. Which well, she's and, and sixteen so years is, old in Rogue Squadron, like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then everybody in Rogue Squadron sees her fly, right? And they're all like, "Well, we don't say nothing." <laughs> yeah, she's dope. She's incredible out there. What do you mean? There's nothing to argue about. But you know, the rest of the world and military at large, which now she is a part of this greater, more gigantic machine. Don't worry about your straw sounds, man. <laughs> <laughs> but like. Again, this is what I love about Star Wars. She's just a small piece of this bigger, bigger, bigger thing. Mm-hmm. She's like one of the most important small pieces in the universe. Yeah, that's you know every every character of any story ever written on paper. You don't write about the guy who takes the trash out and doesn't do anything else. You write about the guy who takes the trash out and then. Finds a secret in the, in the in the dumpster. Yeah. And then whatever goes on some journey, right? Like, not just the guy who's like, oh, I saw something in there. Shut the lid. Walk away. No, <laughs> you, you focus on the important people. That's how stories work. Yeah. But all of a sudden, just immediately, we're done with Jaina thinking her brother was dead. Mm-hmm. She was done with it before she even came to this meeting. Yeah. She had already been briefed. Everybody had already found out. That's the the conversation, right? Uh, we didn't spend any time sitting in that because that would have been really character emotionally relevant and depth building yeah. opportunity.
1: Even it's just like even for us as the readers, just one chapter or even a little bit. But like yeah. we were saying last time, we got the information before before the fallout, and it's like okay, well, so there's no impact
0: it just kind of resolves too quickly. Yeah. This thing happens and and the consequences over immediately mm-hmm. now. And she's just like do 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 carry on with my life. Cut to Gavin launching with the rogues at CERN because what the heck happened here and why? Yeah. They smashed a the moon into a planet. It must have been for a reason. Let's go see what's happening.
1: Yeah, because they they've taken over other the planets man. that without destroying them yeah why would they destroy this planet
0: it must be for some sort of resource-based thing what are they doing was that crayfay that said that
1: That, um that had that suggestion i think i think it was it was
0: i thought maybe it was somebody lower on the totem pole okay maybe a couple characters but anyways you're right It, it was somebody somebody said something exactly along those lines they didn't do it for nothing, so we gotta figure out why. To understand our enemy better before we can go strike them. Maybe it was him. I don't know. I write down a lot of stuff about these books.
1: Sounds like something a botan yeah. would say.
0: It only gets committed to the page and not to the memory. Yep. Well, Tim, tell us what we find in the debris
1: of cernpedal they, they all all they all drop out of hyperspace and there's rocks everywhere and then as they get close to the cert sur- the actual planet what's left of the planet there's these weird like snails growing over they're crawling along what's Nailing there it. correct carry on and they're like eating parts of it and like the leaving debris behind. field the giant yeah.
0: like monster asteroids. yeah
1: and little snails are behind using it and they're like they're making something there's like a lattice structure it's
0: it's huge nailed it it's huge that's how my note starts a Death Star-sized mm-hmm. ship being grown by snails from the remains of the moon and planet. Yeah. Explains all the super weapon talk here, doesn't it? Yes. Ah, we're catching a theme. <laughs> it's coming to fruition. Why have we been chatting about Daishara Core and super weapons and what Kip Durin did and blah, 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 blah. Why has all of that been at the forefront all this time? Because look what's being built. A mystery mineral lattice structure. Some of the snails are being absorbed into the structure to become its shell. Yeah. Some freaky ass thing going on here. And it's the size of a Death Star. So what are we going to assume? It does the same thing. But what is it? How about a chapter title, Tim?
1: I got Not Just a Terror Attack.
0: Ooh. Was that... are you taking words from the book or are you just coming out? Right from the book. Oh. Don't know why I chose that as a time to take a drink, but I went with It Is Alive. Direct Excellent. from the book. Look at us. We're good. At this. I like it. It's a cool way to do it. Alright. Chapter 14. We're back to Corin, Jason and Ganner and uh their no pals who are very alive. Yeah. Also, we've been here on Garky for a week. Yeah, they've been there for a week. They didn't explode in the ship that exploded. They, they're they alive now. Yeah, they're fine. They made a landing spot. Apparently, we've been here for a week. They hid their ship in a space barn, Tim. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Some big old structure that used to be housing the farm equipment robots.
1: Yeah, the, the farming droids. They that... hid
0: their ship in a barn. <laughs> and they've been living off the farmland. Corin recaps Jason and Ganner's Yuzhan Vong experience mm-hmm. in the previous book. And then we meet our Garky Resistance contact, whose father died in the war against Grand Admiral Thrawn. We're getting a lot of lore drops and like references to previous books in this book, as previously mentioned. Yeah, and Corinne's another one.
1: Corin's got a connection to this guy too, because he knew his this guy's mother too yeah how did that work um she was getting off planet and took him with her like they were escape they, they escaped, escaped together, together. together. Yeah. he escaped the
0: empire together with her because this used to be an imperial planet
1: yeah she was an idealist but and- she
0: died resisting the yujan vong yes and now here we are with this character with a name that people will probably recognize somewhere raid Dromoth. He leads us to a bunker and he says the Yuzhan Vong are growing an army? Mm-hmm. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, not good. Cut two. Well, they're they're growing coral on people like they we've seen them do a bunch of times. Yeah. But what? But what? It's white. Yeah,
1: and it's, it's white it and seems smooth. Ref- more refined than the last slaves. Much
0: more refined The coral, especially if I may quote from the book, like stormtroopers carved of ivory. We can't stop comparing the Yuuzhan Vong to the Empire in this book. Yeah. Just in case you don't understand what scale of conflict we're behaving on. The biggest. (laughs) Yeah. The biggest one you know of Star Wars. Galactic. The world versus the world. Yeah. No. Say your thing. Yeah. The galaxy. Yeah.
1: Galactic. Fighting on just a completely epic scale.
0: Not civil war.
1: No. Quite uncivil, in fact. Galactic war.
0: Galaxy against galaxy. World galaxy war. (laughs) (laughs) It's lots of big, bad Empire talk the last few chapters. But what are we foreshadowing? Because we're also recently teaming up with the Empire. Why do we keep reminding us? That the Empire is the worst thing that's ever happened. While we're trying to team up with them. Mm. What are we talking about? What's going to happen? I'm not. This isn't me being smart ass. I don't remember. Yeah, no. There's a lot of these books. I remember seven moments. Yeah. Out of 19 books.
1: I think I got three.
0: Well, you didn't read them all. I did not.
1: <laughs> I read one a bunch
0: of times though. <laughs> As you do with books, right? When you just have books. Yeah. Anyways, something about the empire, something bad. And now that we can see the slaves, the plan is to free every last one of them, right? Huh. Right? <laughs> right, Tim? Come on, right? At some point, at some point, and this is, must be the time, we're going to stop ignoring all the slaves of our own galaxy's people and start saving them, Right? Well, maybe not yet. They haven't been No, no. Actually, we'll wait until they do their like trial runs where they start killing the slaves. And maybe then we can sneak off with some corpses to study. True Jedi heroes. Are you kidding me? That's the plan? The plan is let them fight it out. And we'll vulture a few corpses off the battlefield, and we'll we'll escape with some information because we're just here being scouts. Yeah, it's what
1: I I I think even like for that that's obviously or I'm hoping that's ridiculous. That's that's worst case. Um.
0: Well, of course, but it's the plan.
1: Yeah, they are, they are. This coral's like. Changing these people into their
0: military now and like diminishing them in the force. Listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's. We're offered a lot of excuses, mm-hmm. but the plan is to let them kill each other and then sneak away with some <laughs> with some people bits. This is Jedi stuff, man. Why are are we so heavily? being smashed between the hammer and anvil of this war is going to only be bad. Yeah. Cause, cause like ever since the very beginning, or is it just, is it a shot at star Wars in general that nobody ever frees the slaves? Like what? I'm getting pretty sick of saving nobody. Mm. Mm-hmm. How about a chapter title? Growing an army. Ah, dang. That's better than mine. <laughs> that's a good one. Reptoids, surrogates, and a trio of Jedi. <laughs> I don't like it.
1: No. No. I, like, it's I don't, gross. I don't think you're supposed to.
0: Well, yeah. We are supposed to like these characters, though, at some point. Yeah. And it's kind of being completely glossed over that they're just leaving so many people to die for the greater good. Mm-hmm. For the greater good... Okay, chapter 15. We get to the most interesting character of the book. <laughs> Shadow Shai watches Senator Elagos move rocks around back and forth across the courtyard for no, no reason. good reason. Not, no reason at all. And uh, he's also not very bothered that the, quote, ship womb has been spotted out near Cernpedal. Ew... He knows
1: that the Republic has got a chance to study this ship womb. Yeah. But he doesn't seem to know that there's a surveillance team on Garky.
0: No, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he they studied that information. it. But
1: that, but that ship got blown up on the way to Garky.
0: Oh, I missed that little detail, and you're right. Yeah. It, he doesn't seem to know. They are not infallible, and they are not omniscient. Mm-hmm. They are at the mercy of
1: their bioscanner of, inf- of
0: of the of the of the delicacy of information, like everybody else. Yeah, uh, information is a delicate thing. You know, it can very much be tampered with, distorted, or misunderstood, and they are just as much at the whim of that as the New Republic is. There's mm-hmm. a little. Pointed interest of even footing right there. Yeah, That's, I, mean, I like that. I like that little pickup, dude. Good one. Hey, got yeah. What else I liked from this chapter was we we find out there's dissent among the castes yes. of the Yujaan Vong class system. The priests who create all the living tech don't embrace pain, literally in the embrace of pain. For anybody who's maybe picking this up for the first time, there's a torture device called the Embrace of Pain. The priests who make all the living things don't submit themselves to torture. And they created the torture device. And yet they refuse to learn its truths like the warriors do. Yep. Not only dissent among the castes, castes, I don't know, but also dissent in Shy's own ranks. As Dane Leanne tells him, some are worried he's being corrupted by this infidel uh, rock mover. Yeah. (laughs) And then it's all self-harm and awful abuse from here to the cut. Like, he kicks the shit out of his attendant, smashes him against the wall for daring to question him, kicks him in the face so hard he flies against the wall. Yeah. Like... Just violent, horrible abuse because these are the really, 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 really bad guys. Yeah. So they're gonna do awful shit all the time. The, until the only thing
1: I it's like. Yeah, it's it's terrible and it's, it's brutal and awful and, and, and horrible and
0: meant to be and yeah, fear bad guys. inspiring.
1: Yeah. What I find interesting in this whole this whole sequence, other than the the descent among all of them, is yeah. right before the cut. When he says, when Shadow Shai says, hey, before you talk to that guy, I want you to take your mask off. And the guy looks horrified. He looks terrified.
0: Because it's so, well, not to be too on the nose. He would never deign to show this infidel his Mm -hmm. true face. That is a... Insult to their society type of thing, right? Yeah.
1: I really liked that just the fear it put in him to do that.
0: And then he says, make sure you're not out of the embrace of pain before sunrise. Yeah. So spend the next 12 hours. And then he goes, I doubt it'll do him any good though. Mm Hmm. Cool chapter, but I didn't need... All of like the vicious like barking in your face. Don't ask. You don't get to question me. Yeah. Or I will beat you type of thing. It's so abusive.
1: Yeah. One of those four things that happened <laughs> would have been sufficient. Yeah. Like he didn't. Yeah. He didn't need the shove into the wall and the kick, kick his face off. And, and then he the
0: stabs his claws into his own hand. Yeah. And he feels ligaments pop. And then, as a point of interest, also, he notes partway through this this scene Mm -hmm. that his hand is already starting to heal in the beginning of the scene Dane Leanne says something questioning and he jams his claws his long fingernails right they have like talons into his palm he starts bleeding and he feels ligaments pop and then before we even leave this room he's like he felt his hand starting to heal it was already healing over and the blood was stopping Mm what 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 is that? Cause that just if if that, is that on purpose or is that just an accident or is this like some subtle little hint at mutagenic uh, uh, Wolverine-esque? Uh,
1: yeah, or just their physiology in general that they just
0: do they heal fast also? Cause that's extra deadly and and scary for a villain.
1: Yeah, you don't want to stab a guy and have him keep coming at you. That's no fun,
0: <laughs> bro. Are you kidding? Tell to the Green Goblin. Yeah. Enough of that abuse. We cut to... Shidao shy thinking terrible things. He's in an aquarium for his headquarters, let's not forget. And he's watching the sharks. I think they're sharks. Some sort of predatory fish. That were tearing things apart. With their face and and small back. He was
1: admiring the efficiency of it all. How they ate the big pieces and then the little fish ate the small pieces that they didn't get. And then the
0: snails ate off the bones. The pain leads to profit for all. Yeah. Like as a society, accepting the pain, embracing the, oh God, I'm not trying to. Yeah. But like embracing the idea of suffering. Yeah, will lead to just more general positivity for everybody, mm-hmm. which has truth in it. You don't need to cut your face off and rip your nose off and bust your ears and and dig your claws in your hand. But actually, uh, as a psychological, um, like an exercise? strategy. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. Well, the same idea. As a psychological strategy, accepting the idea that life has suffering and you cannot avoid. All of it, like that is that will bring you a level of comfort and closeness to reality. Yeah. Which is a what he says a lot. Okay, we'll get to that.
1: Mm-hmm. First
0: things first. The sharks are getting weaker because we're feeding them. They're hunters. They're meant to hunt. They're becoming lesser because it's becoming easier. We have a metaphor here, Tim. Yep. They should hunt. The Yuuzhan Vong warriors are hunters, and every other caste is lazy. Yep. Oh, boy. He definitely thinks
1: the warrior caste caste, whatever, but is, def- is top tier.
0: Yeah, and the priests are bad guys. Hey, is he not blaspheming his little scarred buns off? Yes, he is. Because according to what I understand of Yuuzhan Vong society, questioning your superior gets your head kicked into the wall. And the priests are definitely above the warriors, because they would be uh, close. To it us. seems like they are, but maybe not. They're, maybe they are more hmm. of like equal footing on a council type of thing.
1: Yeah, maybe they're like designers of the instruments of the gods, as opposed to the, in, in, the t- yeah, the as tools, a, as so a, as the t- instruments as themselves, to like
0: a, a, a conduit for it. Yeah. Something. I don't, uh, I don't know how it works yet. We're we don't know th- yet. We have This is the most we've heard about priests and them creating the beasts and anything like that yet. It's the most we've heard of it. But this guy sure thinks a lot of himself. Mm-hmm. And I bet you that's going to be just fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Senator
0: Elagos and I have a little philosophy meeting. Uh, quote, pain is the only constant. Mm-hmm. Right? Because that's kind of their whole... Their whole view of existence. That's the biggest truth in the universe is pain and suffering. And so thus embrace it and transcend it. You can move past the pain and suffering by accepting it and embracing it. And then they take it to psychotic lengths, right? Yeah. Where like that, that seed of an idea makes a lot of sense. Understand you're going to stub your toe sometimes. Understand your your car door is going to break in the wind. (laughs) Not (laughs) personal at all. Understand in life there will be suffering, setbacks, and and actual real things, right? But like, accept that. Yeah. Don't fight against that. And then, you know, they go to the crazy level of of religious zealousy. Mm -hmm. Is that a word? (laughs) I think so. That oh, seems it seems reasonable. Zealotry? Oh, dang. Your sounds better. <laughs> hey, like hey, let us, uh, let us know. podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Anyways, okay. God, okay. They learn a
1: lot about but each they're other. they're so here. interesting. I, the this is really good.
0: And yeah, the exchange between these two is really good. They have that little philosophy meeting, right? Painting is the only constant. And then they have a strategy meeting about what are those New Republic people doing? I'm trying to pick his brain and mm. Elagos trying to pick back thinking he's going to get some information and then maybe eventually get away and, and, and do something. <laughs> yeah. But we land somewhere around the strategy uh, of the new Republic. At some point, this phrase is uttered. This isn't, this isn't a direct quote. I'm paraphrasing, but Elagos tells should Shai shy that Admiral Crafe is not, Thrawn yeah they allude to the fact that they have already discussed Grand Admiral Thrawn in quite depth of detail because Shadav shy understands that Thrawn beats his enemies by understanding their culture and thus divining their weaknesses he knows about Grand Admiral Thrawn already and uh, and here we are just so like the third time fourth time in this book that we're just mentioning the chiss for no reason at all no reason at all it's been a couple times in the last few chapters exactly yeah and to be honest when we went to go meet with the empire i was like where's chiss space
1: where is the ascendancy
0: uh it okay so if we picture the invasion corridor let's just talk about a square yep the invasion corridor they're they're moving from the top right corner to the bottom left corner Okay. Imperial space is up near the top left, and I believe Chiss space is near the right. Okay. I think they're on opposite sides of the corridor Uh because Chiss space is, I think, out towards... And and then that turns into, like, hut space, and then uh, yeah. as we come down the clock... So kind of like if you were heading from... Between... Dude, wait a second. Why don't we just look at this map? Yeah. I'm, I'm probably so wrong.
1: I'm, based <laughs> on what you're saying, it's between the... There's on opposite sides of the rope. Imperial space... And the, where are we here, in
0: well, the corporate sector? If we look is where up you're, the you're top saying. Top left, you can see. Empire. Let's go to the. Let's go to the follow along, everybody, with the book. We're going to the map. In the very front of the book, in the top left of the right side page, mm-hmm. is the empire, circle in a circle. And then, where the hell?
1: <laughs> it actually doesn't say chess ascendancy anywhere.
0: Well, no, because maybe it's just not marked up.
1: Were they from? Were they closer to the corporate sector?
0: This is, this is interesting, because you know what? I think, I, I don't know.
1: Somewhere between the Hapes Cluster and the Empire, maybe?
0: Hmm, Good question. We'd have to bust out later books, maybe, with a better map, or an updated map, to find out where they are. But anyways, the point is, Tim, Yeah, we yeah, keep yeah. talking about them, and last time we seen them, as far as I know, would have been probably that big war against the Thrawn, the, the Thrawn Trilogy. Yep. Yeah. Where he tried to take over whatever he tried to take over, and everybody had to work together to stop him. I think that was the last
1: true, like, real Grand Admiral.
0: Well, like, and and so not only are we throwing back to the Empire, remember when the Empire was big bad guys? Let's talk about the Chiss a lot, too. Let's talk a lot about dominant forces trying to take everything over. Yeah. And we're gonna have to team up with the Empire... So I wonder why we keep talking about the chess so many times in this book so far. Mm-hmm. Shidao Shy leaves this scene with with if I could leave it with a uh a summation of his thoughts. He thinks the these the people of this galaxy are resilient. You've shown me that, Senator Elagos. Uh Your body is beaten and hurt and broken, but you stand tall and you've shown me your, your chutzpah. If I may spit all over the mic right now. Thank God I got this cover on here. Yep. He says, the people are resilient, but I'll get them. (laughs) Because, you know, this guy seems to be quite arrogant, doesn't he? Yeah. I'm better than the priests. I'm better than the creators of the monsters that we use to fuel and run everything. I'm better than them. They're lazy because they don't torture themselves, which makes sense for their culture and their beliefs and stuff like that. But this guy seems to be quite arrogant, even arrogant enough to keep a new Republic prisoner. Yep. And think I'm going to come out on top. He's keeping a prisoner. You will. I bet you will. He's talking
1: to him. He's opening up to the Senator. He's even like, he even smiles how how that smile looks is like a little iffy.
0: Well, if like, I could draw your memory to a scene from one of the Lord of the Rings movies. I can't remember which one. I think the third one. Okay. Remember the, they go to the gates of Mordor and the messenger guy comes out and he's all like opens his mouth. He's got his eyes veiled. He opens his mouth. And it's all sharp yep. teeth and black yuckness. Mm-hmm. Probably, that, probably a lot like that. Okay. You. Yep. He also offers that smile as like a manipulative consideration. Cause he thinks about almost smiling for something that he says before, right? Yeah. And then he's like, ah, now he has earned the smile, and I will give him the smile. Mm-hmm. Like every every detail of the interaction is a manipulation by this guy. But we're also to presume the same for Elagos. Yeah. It must be. He's not an idiot. No, it's a... He knows he definitely came here to probably die, it's but... It's
1: definitely a big... Like, if... He's just
0: hoping for the best, and...
1: Mind games all around. If it was yeah. if it was Borsk and Leia, we'd say political.
0: But the difference is... Or the difference between these two competitors is that... How is Elagos going to get any of this information that he gains out of his Yuuzhan Vong imprisonment? How is he gonna get any information out? I don't think he's trying to. I think Then what's the point of gathering the information?
1: I don't think he's trying to gather anything. I think he's trying to put his own information and change. Oh, uh, you think minds. he's trying
0: to mislead and
1: And and maybe show that Oh,
0: and that like well that's what he said, right? Was that like I'm gonna go there and convince them we don't need to fight. So you think he's like genuinely trying to win him over?
1: Yeah i get you even if that does make
0: sense because yeah he doesn't seem like an ulterior motive kind of guy
1: even if he doesn't make a friend or whatever if he changes one person especially a higher up who would the only one that would ever think of talking to him
0: and that's what's been alluded to that's what dane leanne exact his aide exactly said to him everybody thinks you're being corrupted Mm -hmm. by the infidel and his influence Yep. So is that me what too. actually is happening? And it's doing it to me. Maybe I, I think that. Maybe he's gonna maybe he is gonna achieve that goal. But I kind of think actually uh I'll get him. I think he will. <laughs> That's what I think. You know what I think? The title of this book is Ruin. Yep. And this isn't again, I don't remember. I don't remember specific books. I didn't remember. What happened in the first book? That was such a big deal. I thought that happened way later. (laughs) Like maybe now, not way later, but three. The book is titled ruin. I don't remember anything specific, but I have a feeling the Shadow shy guy, (laughs) not a shy guy, (laughs) not dressed, not dressed like a shy guy, (laughs) not squat hooded red little shy guy.
1: Oh no. Adorable little dudes.
0: What have I done? Imagine a little version of that but with a Yuzhan Vong dude. That would actually be pretty cute. A little shy guy, Yuzhan Vong guy. That would be pretty <laughs> cute. Nobody, nobody, nobody draw that in the future at any time and email it to Podcast at gmail.com, which I definitely check a lot. Here's the thing. Now he's not a shy guy, but I do think he's I think he's gonna get him. I do think he's saying that. And I think that's going to be one of those things that kind of comes mostly true. He might die in the process. I would love if this villain carried forward from past this book, right? Yeah. But I think I think he's going to get him. We get more deep Yujihan Vong detail and lore in this chapter. So, so far, so better than the previous book that was gray yeah instead of
1: it's definitely more of a th- it was an
0: amorphous blob
1: i was going to call it mush but yeah, amorphous it's blob mashed potatoes no i no your amorphous no. is way better
0: yeah cuz mashed potatoes are awesome how about a chapter title <laughs> um
1: <laughs> the truth of the universe
0: please be close to what i picked No, but that's really good. I got uh, Blasphemers, Heretics, and Damned Resilience. Okay. (laughs) I like
1: them. We're good at this. (laughs) Which is kind of what Shai thinks of everyone.
0: Exactly. It's levels, bro. He also is this. Yes, he is. Everything that he said in this chapter to this guy and having him in his presence and having his mask off and smiling blasphemous heretical behavior all of it yep and i like the he called the he called the people damned though Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think they are okay 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 let's let's go tim focus chapter 16 don't what focus i I, i'm looking at my notes luke mara anakin mirax and fan favorite chalco (laughs) They're all off to Garros 4 because the Eye of Palpatine thing. And that's our next connection stop. But when we get there, Anakin has to wait in the car again. And this time, quote, it's
1: not fair. Yeah, he's not happy about this time, especially because he's the one that figured out the information to come to this planet.
0: And he had been like daydreaming in his head. Of, like, walking into the university with his uncle and and being a part of the mission and, and being the hero. Yeah. As he often is and, and likes to be. But not this time. Once again, I'm going to make you wait in the car. And then Chalco asks Anakin an all-important question, I think. If I may quote directly from the text. Why am I here? Why am I here? That's what he ask him. Why am I here? It's mm-hmm. a good question. Yeah, it's <laughs> an excellent question. And then this is what he's here for. He convinces Anakin to go search around the st- spaceport instead of staying in the car. Let's yeah. just go look around the parking lot, and then like the streets aren't too far. We'll just go check those too. Yeah, he Anakin needed
1: a thirty-something guy to manipulate him into not doing
0: what his. But he knows that he shouldn't. Yes. He even thinks that. I know that I shouldn't, but I will. Is this maybe just him missing, like, the call of the Force? Maybe. Maybe maybe he is supposed to go do this, right? Logically, you shouldn't. But maybe he chooses this because the Force is pulling him in that
1: direction. Yeah, and Tiago tries to use, like, some logic. Like, hey, why am I here? It's because I know spaceports. It's because I it's know what to look for. not sit in the for.
0: car, kid. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> and, and then they go. I do. All right, cool. Yeah, and we cut to Chalco teaching Anakin how to grift everybody on the streets, just like your dad, kid. Yep. Yeah.
1: How to hide in public is be obvious and then forgotten. Be
0: everybody's friend, and then how do you? How, how did you get that information? Well, I traded him some uh, some information that's like obvious stuff, but you know when you say it out loud, it feels like uh, like like a money yeah. investment. When I tell this guy. Buy up a bunch of hotel rooms because there's going to be a lot of refugees. So drive the price up and you'll get rich. And Anakin's like, yeah, isn't that bad? (laughs) Yeah, you are.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but the government will pay for it. Yeah, but how did did the
0: government pay for it? Oh, the taxpayers. Yeah, but I don't pay taxes. And Anakin's like, you see, that's fucked up, right? (laughs) Yeah, he he walks through this (laughs) whole process with them, And I love that Anakin lands on. No, but you see that's like bad guy stuff, right? Like that's you're not being a good guy. Yeah. And, you know, this guy's like, okay, I don't do awful things. I do a few bad things, but it's all just to survive. Which is true. Yeah, he's not out there murdering people. But luckily for him, he's not one of the many, 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 many unsaved slaves. Oh, I thought you
1: were just going to say Jedi that are out there murdering people. (laughs) I thought you
0: you were going to say that you thought I was just going to say many a lot longer. (laughs) If we weren't on, if we weren't recording, you might have. <laughs> <laughs> if we were just having regular time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Anyways, why am I here? That's such a good question. That was we end up in a greasy cantina, so gross that Anakin wipes his hands on his pants after he touches the table. He's like, "This is, uh, yuck." Yeah, no. Wipe that off. I had a
1: whole scene in my head as why he is. It it's awful.
0: <laughs> no, that's not why the table's sticky. at this cantina Chalco goes out the back door while Anakin sees a Twi'lek with the same colored head tails heading out the front door so he goes chasing after Deshara Kor right out the front door and guess what she wily coyotes him and captures the young Jedi Mm -hmm. easily
1: she uses a cool little force technique like she projects she projects her force president's presence
0: ooh Oh, she boy. projects the Mount Rushmore of force presidents. <laughs> In
1: like she's running away. Yeah. Instead, she's waiting for him to run by so she can ambush
0: him. But no, it's be- It's even a step better than that. It's full fucking roadrunner Wiley e. Coyote. She projects the image of her running down an alley on a wall. Oh, yeah, And she so does. He runs into the wall and knocks himself out. <laughs> She paints a tunnel on there, and then he's no Roadrunner. He can't just go run through there. He can't just break the fourth wall and disappear through the trap. He smashes into the brick wall, and she's like, gotcha. Dude, that is awesome. It's so Looney Tunes. It's so so funny, actually. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. The way it paid off in the scene was it, it didn't seem like goofy and dumb. It was just funny and made really good sense. Yeah. That that was she wily coyoted him big time. It showed off
1: Anakin's inexperience. Exactly, and why you should never split the party, right? Hmm. How about listen, listen to your uncle next time, the Grandmaster, when he says, "Wait here, I'll let you know."
0: Don't go explore the streets. Or with his... if you are gonna go, look, click, click on the comm link. Let what him which know. What Anakin said. I could, I uh, could just ask him, and then what Chalco say the famous bad guy line. It's easier to. Ask forgiveness, then permission. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> turns out all this cheaty greaseball stuff gets Anakin. Maybe back in touch with Han. You know, the whole thing is like this guy's telling him about, you know, the roots of his dad and, and, and like reconnect with things that your dad. Oh, my dad's going to a bunch of greasy cantinas right now. Mm-hmm. A lot that, that, of reflection. That, it does on get Han. brought up a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a few times. So yeah. maybe like this, maybe Chalco's get That's his purpose. He's going to lead Anakin to a better frame of mind to reconnect with his father. I can hope that. Maybe. I can I, hope. I'm okay with that. I can hope.
1: If that's his whole purpose. But right now, just his whole purpose was to get Anakin taken prisoner.
0: Well, he runs into the wall. That's his fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he gets captured by a Jedi. <laughs> How about a chapter title? Information for information. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, an old trick. Cause like, that's Looney Tunes old bro. Mm-hmm. As paint the tunnel on the side of the mountain, but like even the forest can't let you run through the painting, my <laughs> child. <laughs> and, and and when you're
1: when you say your titles, I think of the exact. I'm trying to like find picture in, on the page, find in the text, like yeah. in my brain, what part of the page? It's right after he smashes going. his head in the wall. <laughs> he ah, old the trick.
0: He's <laughs> like, I just fell for an old trick. Something yeah. like that. Bang lights out so that's it we got a ship womb at cern we have jedi abandoning slaves very out of character abusive villains and a classic acme trap what gives, you can't get a better episode than that will anything maybe uh heroic happen next week <laughs> find out Next week, that wasn't good, <laughs> we you cover just, next time? New Jedi Order, Book 3, Dark Tide 2, Ruin, Chapters 17 through 20. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Meep, meep. And, yeah. Row runner. yeah. Coyotes after you. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com forever canon podcast is a jay plazer production catch us on facebook instagram twitch twitter and youtube at jay plazer check us out